Hi guys. So here we are, my second week of this podcast. I figured out how to get it on a platform. Um, so hopefully um, you guys will have it, hopefully by Saturday morning, if not late, late Friday. Um, yes, I know, another Friday where I'm not really doing much, but I'm happy to do this. Um, I just finished Friday's episode and I am ready to recap the week. Um, you might hear a lot of fluttering because I did take a somewhat of a lot of notes this week um i wanted to do justice again and i just did it once i liked what i posted last week but i felt like i didn't really go into that that um but let's discuss let's get into it wait first pause okay i just want to know if anyone else um agrees with me if you're doing a podcast or you're recapping the week or you're doing anything similar to this when it comes to the show Right, it, um, it's like work. Like, where I'd be watching the episodes and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is almost already over. Now I'm like, is this over yet? Because I got no more page left on this notebook to write my notes. And it's just, yeah, I'm writing notes now and I love it. I love getting into it. Obviously, after the third day, I was looking forward to like getting home and writing my notes. So it was fun. But I have to say that, you know, it was a little different than when I just regularly watch when I'm chilling at home, kind of relaxing. Anywho, just wanted to get into it. Let's get into it. Let's start with, basically, I want to get into Creep. Started the week, finished the week. I have a lot of notes on that, but I just want to, before we get to Creep, we're going to discuss the Brit, Jason, Scotty, Spinelli scenes. Um, obviously, leading up to them heading over there, I thought was very cute, very artistic, on Scotty's part, Ken Schreiner's part. He is just really good at what he does. He's so funny. Um, I don't know if a lot of it is ad lib. I was listening to that awesome podcast and they say that he does a lot of preparing. So I thought that was pretty cool. But some of it has to be ad lib because he's been doing this. From what I understand, he's one of the longest standing characters and cast members on the show. So some of it has to be ad lib. I mean, at some point, when do you get like kind of tired? of reading script for script for script and kind of not make it in your own right but um he was so funny I just wanted to point out how cute him and Britt were like when he's talking and giggling and talking about Liesl and making these little jabs at Jason and he's like oh thank god you're on the side of the angels this time like it was so funny um she's just looking at him I don't know if you noticed she's just like looking at him smiling her eyes are glaring not on some like romantic shit just like yo this dude really loves my mom and he's like so funny and he's stupid and he's an idiot but not stupid but you know he's silly but she gets it she sees it so I really like that um you know and then the jokes that Spinelli was making towards Scott like I gotta go through your browsing history but I'm not here to judge and it was just so funny because he was so obvious even if he didn't have anything silly in his browsing history he was so obvious like weird about like don't go into anything be careful going into my stuff so I thought that was pretty funny because you know he probably isn't doing anything weird or disgusting on there but just his reaction towards just Spinelli and Jason being in his business. So I thought that was pretty funny. Let's go into Crete. Um, I love Victor Casadine. I think he is low-key sexy. Number one, I love his banter with everybody. Just so cool, suave. Again, Easter Sunday suits. Drinking water like it's a scotch. The way he's holding the glass, sipping the water. Everything about him. The cadence of his character. Um... They casted Mr. Sheffield perfectly for this role. I do see Victor, though. I think he's really good at what he does. Um, Charles Shaughnessy, that you don't really see Mr. Sheffield, but you do see, like, a very suave, just everything about it. I just love. I love his banter with um, Valentina a little bit. He does show he cares a little bit. You know what I mean? And then I kind of love his banter with, like, Robert and Anna. Like, I low-key think Anna and um Victor I don't know if that was a screen test but I am low-key rooting for that if it doesn't work out with him with uh Valentine and Anna because I loved I just think they look so sexy on screen together the way they were talking the way they were grooving totally here for it loved it totally um but 
you know, Victor is the lesser of the two evils, I think, when it comes to him and Peter. And, you know, just like he was trying to tell um, Robert and Anna, like, choose. And your best bet is choosing me. And I'll help you. And I do believe he'll help them get to Peter and then obviously turn on them again. But as long as they get to Peter and they gut him, like, take all the help you can get, guys. Take all the help you can get. Um, but again, it is hard for Anna to kind of look past what he did to Robin. But the fact that he manipulated her to manipulated her into almost even thinking about it, I thought was pretty cool. So I'm very excited. Um, I watched when he came on here and there and did that shit with Robin and did all that, but um I'm I wasn't that invested in that storyline so I'm really excited to see where this goes because I think he is great again a great cast for this and I'm excited to see what happens when he gives back support Charles again and I totally put this on my notes about um his encounter with like Sam and Dante like oh glad you found me let's get out of here <laughs> they're like hold up wait a minute um but somehow some way isn't he um sorry related to Sam so I want to see that. I want to see the whole Alexis thing. I'm sure he'll go visit Alexis at some point and um, taunt her. But I'm so here for it. I think it's great. I love it. Um, you know, Liesl giving Drew advice about how to, like, overpower the condi- conditioning, I think, was very, very soft. Like, a nice side of Liesl that I'm here for. I was totally here for that. Um, you know drew kind of listening to her which back in, if you know five four years ago back in Port Charles that would have never happened but she doesn't want this for drew she doesn't want this for anybody she just wants to get out alive be with scotty be with her daughter so i think that you know us seeing that side of her was awesome and he tried he did for a hot second until obviously we see later that Peter, I think, in that last second was able to condition him again. Because we know, guys, right? We knew that that scene of him getting shot, jumping in the water, and then having that 50-second recap of next on General Hospital being all of him. We knew that they weren't going to hype up his return, hype up Cameron Matheson kind of recasting the role for him to die in the water. We knew that, guys, right? Because, yeah, I saw him get shot, but I kind of knew, like, okay, where is this going? Someone's going to find them. Little... To my surprise, did I know that it was going to be all staged on him and Peter's part, which I thought was very cool, very impressing, um, and very well crafted by the writers. Um, not saying GH doesn't, good, doesn't have good writers, not saying they don't do a good job, but you probably see something like this more in prime time. So I really loved that surprise. I love being surprised, even though I can admit low-key I like to read spoilers here and there, but I do love a good surprise. Real quick, backtracking. When Kiki died, huge surprise. No one saw that coming. I would hated to see her go off the show, but I loved that it was such like a shock to us, you know. So I like little things like that. Um, cue to you know, Brit and Jason popping up in Greece. You know, um, we knew that was gonna happen, and we knew that. We were going to get the foursome, not so much a foursome, but we knew we were going to get kind of him, Britt, Dante, Sam C's, which really were good for nothing. I mean, I could have done without it because there was no big drama behind it, but we got a cute little J-Sam moment. Um, I don't stand J-Sam as much as I stand Carson, but it was cute having them in scenes together, you know, just having some good friendly, like, you know mom dad talk obviously you know they are parents they weren't talking about their kids but they are parents to the same children same son really so it was cute seeing them and it was cute her realizing like shit i kept that from you i probably shouldn't have basically moving forward you're trying to stay away from his life but he should be involved in important decisions um sam because you dante you and dante have literally got nothing resolved (laughs) all you did was show up all that all sam and dante did was show up and things happened they were getting information as they were unraveling like okay they found victor someone else probably would have found him anyway he was trying to make make his way back save his own life so he was low-key happy to see them um they got some information from victor but i they really got nothing accomplished except screen time and i guess closeness if you will but again, got nothing done. Britt and Jason will probably get a lot more done 
in less than a day than Sam and Dante did that whole week or a few days that they were there. Um, but back to Drew getting shot. Again, Peter gets away. Again, Peter's able to dodge bullets. What the hell? Is this just what is this just like how they write this character all of a sudden now? I know they write a lot of characters like that. Helena, Faison. I I guess I guess I guess answering my own question, right? They're writing him like a Faison. Somehow they seem to be able to like dip and dodge situations. It's just getting a little redundant. It's getting a little annoying. Either turn him into someone it's gonna be hard to turn him into someone halfway decent, if you will. Or make him a villain that stays around and taunts people, but like the dipping and dodging, like popping up in the scene and then not pop, not seeing him for another two three days is just it's just annoying. And I mean, the audience doesn't like it at all. Um, so yeah, but we get to see. Um, no, I'm wrong. Sorry, I'm going back. This will get edited out. Anywho, um, it's so funny because when you go back to like um, Anna's team, the WSB, it looks like she brought a, a few of Sunny's goons. But of course, um, one of them cave and kind of let Sam and Dante get away, which I thought was pretty funny, which we knew what was going to happen. Um, I thought they were going to get him drunk. I thought when they were at the bar, he was smart enough to not take any drinks and kind of do it on his own accord. And, you know, Anna kind of saying, like, don't we all make mistakes? Basically... Uh, Robert, chill. <laughs> We've done worse things than this guy has done. Um, but I thought they were going to kind of get him drunk and then try to escape him. So I thought that was pretty funny. Low key. Um, and then, you know, talk when Jason says to Britt about, um, damn, my mom was roofied. And Jason's like, I mean, that's kind of good information to find out. So basically, roofie is way better than death, which is true. Which is true in any situation, as long as you could survive it and escape it. But um, it's crazy just how their lives have kind of, you know, just in general, in general hospital and the mob or, or where they're right now in, in Crete. Like, damn, this is better than this. You know, it's crazy how their lives have turned into that. Um, going back to Robert and Victor, he calls him Vicky. I fell out. I thought that was so funny. It was so funny. Um, and then Valentine being in the hospital with Anna. So she's basically telling Valentine, you know, you're flawed, but you know how to face, you know, face things like a man and own up to what you've done. And I just think as she was like talking to Valentine, she was describing herself. That's what I think. Anna is a WSB agent yes she's not the villain but she is very flawed look how she couldn't really see through Peter kind of let him get away with a lot of stuff kind of really enabled his behavior obviously that came to a head and she was able to kind of own up to her mistakes so yes I could see how her and Valentine have a lot in common there um but this compound man there's like nice rooms and then down the hallway there's cells like what the heck is going on over there in Crete um, I thought that's pretty funny. Really, really funny. Um, so I think I, I think that's about it with Crete. You know, Sam Dante leaving, Jason and Britt arriving. Um, we'll probably see Valentine um get helicoptered over to General Hospital to kind of fix whatever's going on with him. And we know he's gonna live. So we'll see that happen. And I do kind of want to see him and Victor. Um you know become like best buds if you will um you know father-son duo maybe not the most perfect duo but they're all gonna be on Cassidy Island they're all going to be at a the castle once they come back to General Hospital so I'm I'm really gonna like to see those scenes like Ava with Victor having scenes with Victor they're both great actors so I can't wait to see that I can't wait to see Spencer with Victor um I'd love to see all that um, yeah, let's transition over to the whole Ava, Spencer, Nick, Esme thing. Um, yeah, he spent his he spent a night in jail. He really did spend a night in jail. And, you know, kind of feel bad for him. But at the same time, 
He is a stubborn little teenager. Actually, not teenager. He is an adult. So, yes, he's a stubborn adult who can't get out of his own way and obviously doesn't want to, doesn't want Ava to have control over him in any way. And he said he wants to go with his instinct. And his instinct might be right. The way Ava's out here moving around poor Charles, which we'll get to later, um, we might see the old Ava coming back. I don't know. I, I really don't know. But I'm not mad at the decision he made. Also not mad at Kevin and Laura kind of bailing him out, teaching him a lesson. I hope they don't take Esme into though. Like, I was hoping that's the conversation Kevin would have had. Like, you're you're welcome, but not Esme. Instead, it's like, get her job. Like, Esme, Esme already has one, so they can't tell her that. Um, so, no. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, I think that it's just not... She just needs to kind of figure out her own way. We know she has a trust fund. She did talk about that. So, we know her... Maybe not biological parents, but we know her family has some coins. So we're going to kind of see how that goes. Um, but speaking of, real quick, I know I'm kind of getting off track. But speaking of Cassidines, Portia had a lot to say about Nicholas. Portia just kept making a face and just like not liking anything about Nicholas or him being a Cassidine. So one, I'm like, who? which Cassidine hurt you, Portia? Because you are tight number one and number two that's how it all starts that's how relationships on general hospital start one person hates the other person and then there's a lot of bicker a lot of quarrel and next thing you know that person ends up falling for that person and with a character like nicholas who kind of likes to chase whatever fallout i don't know if him and ava are forever but whatever fallout they might have um and if you know portia and curtis don't work out I wouldn't mind seeing that drama, seeing kind of that slow builds. But she is, like, really not happy with them. I get it. You know, she's in defense of her daughter, Trina, and she doesn't really like how things have occurred there. That I get. But at the same time, I don't know. I just feel like she showed a lot of emotion towards that whole thing. So we're going to get back to Portia, but I just wanted to throw that out there as kind of like a little you know sideline t you heard it here first kind of thing because i could see that happening um yes so we're getting back to the esme thing yes spencer pleaded pleaded guilty and we'll see how that works out um you know i love seeing jocelyn and cam kind of come to his defense and come to court obviously we know that Sydney Michaela's on recurring, so she couldn't show up to court. So we'll see her here and there. I think they're going to use her for some of this storyline, maybe not a lot of it, but she'll still be vital. Even if she comes in a few times, um, you know, kind of trickles in a few times during the storyline, she still will be vital. So I kind of like that. But it is sad not to see her as much because she was a huge, huge part of this storyline, you know. But I kind of like them showing up for him i saw when uh esme's like oh we all just want the same thing for spence you used to kind of see cam's eyes light up and johnson's like shut up sis shut like don't you ever shut up like doesn't esme ever shut up shoot she doesn't know boundaries which makes for a great character and she's funny but man she doesn't know boundaries like in real life somebody would have told her where to go immediately um yeah so i thought that was pretty funny i just want to make sure i didn't miss anything from those storylines you know i may i took a lots of notes which i probably should have organized better but i just want to make sure that covered everything as far as that's concerned yep looks like it okay so we're gonna back to Portia Curtis um they're cute I mean I didn't understand why Portia came down the stairs on Monday like why she was so dressed up that I realized they came for a gala because at first I'm like sis you're doing too much but that could just be me like she looks great I could never pull that off but I probably could 
but then I realized they went to a gala and Curtis knows a lot more about art than we thought which is cool which could serve for a good storyline you know with Ava's art gallery or or Trina is very into art so we could see the parallel there and kind of see where Trina gets it from maybe that's kind of setting up for that which I think is pretty cool which we'll find out possibly the um Curtis is Trina's daddy who knows but um I loved how they were kind of talking about his past a little bit which I thought was funny because I'm like yo back in the day all you guys did was really get it all not much talking huh so now they're getting to know each other which I thought was pretty funny um and you know Curtis is talking about um his dad not coming back and then his mom really not being able to get over it and the aunt Stella kind of taking on the role as kind of both parents and making sure they were able to live a full life and I kind of related to that you know my mom really wasn't in the picture and I had aunts and uncles and a grandmother who made sure that I was able to still live a full life and have a decent childhood if you want to call it decent um so I related to that and I really appreciated that and there was a I think there was a small little nod to um Daniel Turner's mom you know I think he didn't really get into like it a lot but it made me sad thinking that you know he has to have he has to do these scenes and his mom just recently passed so one I commend him into that was a you know me knowing that was a little touching watching those scenes um but I thought that was funny and I want to assume this is Curtis's dad lurking around <laughs> I mean you know asking the waitress about the bar the success of the bar um sneaking into tj's off tj's office trying to get to know him a little bit um because i thought at first i thought he was really cons like something happened to him maybe him finding information about curtis kind of affected his heart if he had a heart condition um so low-key i was like is something really wrong with him and i guess he was just really trying to you know kind of scope tj out and see what that's about so I thought that was pretty cool, but I just want to know who he is already. Um, not really here for the three days of lurking and not showing up again. Um, and then we're still at the Savoy, right? Yes. So we got Curtis and Nina talking, which kind of ticked me off. And we're going to get into that all, all the whole Nina Sunny stuff later. But like, she's really complaining to Curtis. Like, girl, shut up. You have no right or room to complain about anything. Any Everything coming to you, you deserved. Anybody coming at you, you deserve. So to sit there and complain about Kurt, to complain to Curtis about what's going on with you since you've been home, you have no right. The audacity, the audacity, and the fact that Curtis is just sitting there, just listening to her and taking it all in and nodding yes i hear you i hear like okay maybe he doesn't condone what she does but he needs to be a real friend because guess what i would tell my real friends sis this is what you did i don't want to hear you crying i don't want to hear none of that this is what you did deal with the punches now roll with the punches so i didn't like it it was so annoying um just ugh, total such a turnoff in my opinion such a turnoff for me like I hated everything about those scenes could be because Cynthia Wachos does a good job which is probably why I hated it but it was just extremely extremely annoying and then cue Portia talking to Ava about Trina I thought was cute obviously they're on the same side except for the whole Cassidine men thing but I thought it was cute because I thought it was a good good quick dis discussion kind of real life discussion if you will that they were talking about you know I talked to Trina about school I talked to Trina about her achievements about her her academics her accolades but we don't really talk about real life social life um and I thought that was pretty good because as teenagers sometimes it is hard sometimes our parents not on purpose um at times maybe not all the time but sometimes they make it a little hard 
for us to go to them about these things. Obviously, Trina had a thing for, for Spencer and been through a lot, if if you ask me. You know, this all has started in, the, in like, the early summer, now trickling into here we go, late fall. And Trina's been through some things. So I loved how Portia said that, like, you know, we talk about all this, but we don't really talk about the personal. Um, and, you know, I don't, I think it's more Trina doesn't want her mom to worry, but her mom's been pretty vocal about stay away from Spencer. Like, no, the Cassidy men are wrong. So if Trina does still feel anything, which we know she does, she may not want to go to her mom. Um, so I thought that was good that they were able to discuss that. All the while, while they're discussing, we see Curtis and Jason talking, just briefly catching up here and there. Um, Jason mentions more than once about going through all the legalities of making Sonny alive again and everything that has to do with the business part of it. Um, And he makes mention of it twice and how um, everything has to go through legally and how hard it is. So is that going to like play into um, real slash fake Carly Jason marriage? Like, are they going to be legally married because legally Sonny isn't alive yet? I don't know. I thought that was cool that he mentioned it twice. No, not that I think it was cool because I was like eek inside, but he made mention of it. So I jotted it down because is this going to be an issue later? You know, is this going to be something that we're going to see down the line that may anger Sonny even more, even though he's a hypocrite and should not really be angry about anything at this point. We got, you know, we got the whole give me a minute last week. You know, we're going to get into that talk that just happened earlier in the week between Jason, Sonny, Carly. But is this going to really, um, you know, is this going to kind of drive Sonny up a wall? But also, what is this going to do for Jason and Carly? I hope nothing. I hope they remain friends. I think they've cemented it these past few days and they've said it over and over again. Uh, we're friends. That's it. That's all we want to be. That's all it should be. It was on something. All right, we'll get to that anyway. But I did. I did like how that kind of came up. Um, But then we got Britt also in the corner talking to Nicholas and Ava, trying to get information about Cree. And, you know, Nicholas kind of gave her some insight, which I appreciated. But she walks up like, um, I need a minute alone with you. And Ava's there. Sis, no chick is coming up to me telling me they need a minute alone with my husband. That would never happen. And again, we go back to my crazy jealous issues. But like, Audacity is on sale in Port Charles. Let me tell you, this week, people were buying Audacity so cheap or it was free or they were just giving it out for free because man even though obviously the conversation served justice for how and you know for where jason and Britt ended up eventually so i thought that was pretty cool um so Britt gets all the information she needs shares it with Jason and they head on over to Sonny and Carly's house well Jason first (coughs) sips tea so we see Carly and Sonny having in my opinion like these weird moments like they seemed a little detached it was and I think in my opinion it was really more Sonny being detached Carly, again, was just trying, kissing him in his face, really trying to get stuff out of him, which she does. Obviously, he talks about everything else going on in Nixon Falls, minus Nina. Talks about how the community treated me right, including Nina. He forgot Nina's part of that community. Nina probably was the community. And now he wanted to do right by them, which Carly, I feel like Carly gets it. Carly understands. Carly knows that he lives by a code and loyalty. And that part, I think she understood. But she said, you were really invested. Like, shit. Um, you know, when she goes in for the kiss, he kisses her and boom, Jason pops up. Obviously awkward. I don't think so much for him, more so than Sonny and Carly. Sonny's like, really, the, you would pop up in this moment, really? And first of all, I guess we don't want things to change between the three of them, but like he's just walking on up and like... 
I would at least call ahead or have the guards kind of let them know he's coming up because they are connecting. They are rebuilding. He doesn't know what they're in the middle of on a Tuesday evening, Tuesday or Wednesday evening. Like, at least be a little courteous. Like, yeah, you're family, but be a little courteous, okay? So I thought that was awkward. And they had the conversation about, you know, we got to be good. And Sunny's like, I don't want to hear about it again. I don't want to touch on it. It's a little awkward. It's a little weird. And Carly's like, you're right, but things aren't going to change. I don't want things to change. This is how things want to be. Jason's like, listen, things were based on a lie. That things were based on something that wasn't real. I low-key noticed Carly did not like that. Like, you see her kind of take a breath in real quick if you ever go back and kind of rewind that. So I was like, I think she was like, oh, okay. Guess it was on a lie. Shit, damn, okay. <laughs> but, um... It was a good conversation. I feel like it was a conversation that fans needed, you know, basically showing us there's going to be an issue and Jason ain't going to be the issue. You know, Sonny's kind of over it, doesn't want it to come up again. And then they go back into the role of um, Jason giving them the tea about Crete, you know, and kind of doing those things. And then Britt pops up, which I love. Okay. I was happy for this little screen test, if you will. Like, I loved seeing... Um, Brit, Jason, Sunny cards together. If you go back to like an old post of mine, where like when Jason and Brit kind of first started or were originally on the run, I had said something about like I really would love Brit at a Corinthian family Christmas. Like that's what I want to see. Don't know if Carson will be together during Christmas at this point. I hope so. It's what they deserve for everything Nina's put them through. Um, but I love seeing the little screen test. There wasn't much, um, comic relief there except for like Carly's like, you know, you're taking Jason away from us and yada, yada, yada. But, um, I liked it. I liked it. Um, it's not the same, you know, as with Sam, without Sam, but I think we might have an even better foursome there. I think Britt is cut out for this life. Britt is made for this life. And, um. If Jason knocks some sense into himself and realizes, like, okay, I could be part of this family and put my girl, my woman first, they may just have a shot. They may just have a shot. Um, so we'll see what happens. I know there's a lot of um, conflict. Like, we don't want to see Brooke, um, Britt go back to that. We don't want to see her cave. We don't want to see her be weak or vulnerable for a man like Jason who already kind of left her in the dust once. I get it. I get it, but at the end of the day, I think the writers backtracked because they wanted to cause the drama be between Sonny, Carly, Jason. Maybe the writers thought this was a better story, so they went that route. Um, I don't think Britt would be weak. I don't think she'd be um, a doormat. I think she needs to make Jason work for it, and I think they could, if they take the time with this again and they do this right, they could really make Jason and Britt something good and something real and something strong. So I'm here for it. I'm all about woman empowerment, but I'm here for it if they do it right. All I gotta say. Um, so yes, I love that scene. I love them talking. I didn't like the little flashbacks that he had with Nina. Little annoying, but it's coming guys the drama is coming low-key i know you, you guys like this little tea but i follow laura Wright, and she was posting um a quick video about these verb coffee energy bars and you could tell she was at work in costume hair makeup no ring when she was talking this could have been right after her taping or right before she actually put wardrobe on but last time she did one of these videos the Corinthos ring was all up in the video flashing. So either she just didn't have it on for this quick video or she's filming without the ring. <laughs> bah. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there. But, um, you know, we see kind of all that go down. We see Carly and Willow have this little conversation um, in the kitchen, which a girl did she uh, give Willow some coffee, some strong coffee at that. She let her know. Um, Mike ain't the person you think he is. Basically, in so many words, like he's a Corinthos, he's a Quartermain, he got pushed too far. And Willow low-key advocating for Nina. Mm, I don't like that. 
Um, she wants to make it seem like we don't want to fight. We don't want to fight. We don't want to fight for Wiley. I think she's low-key advocating for Nina. And we're gonna probably going to see scenes between Willow and Nina. And they're probably going to be sweet scenes. Probably going to be scenes that we're not going to like. Probably going to um, not make the Corinthos plan happy. So we'll see. At the end of the day, Willow isn't cut out for that life. Willow is not cut out for the Corinthos quarter main life. She lived it, was happy for it for a year. You know, it was all about Wiley. But they're not hiding this anymore. Wiley's her son, whether she is a Corinthos quarter main or not. And they're out together in the open and she's seeing Michael's true colors. And I'm here for it. Michael is not wrong at all. At all. Michael is not wrong. Okay, Nina needs to fucking, sorry. Nina needs to get her ass in jail or Nina needs to pay. If Sunny's going to dial it down from everybody, Sunny's going to tell everybody back up. She has to pay one way or another. Like Michael said, she needs to be held accountable in one way or the other. He is not wrong. I don't know what's, what is in Willow's head, what her deal is. Oh, sorry. But um, no. She's just not cut out for this life. So she needs to either um, step up to the plate or fall back. Um, but um, she's not changing Michael's mind, which I, I love seeing the side of Michael. This is, I'm not a fan of Milo, but this is the Milo I like. I like the um, the arguing, the contention, the the her really her seeing. Wow, this Michael is not who I think he is. <laughs> so I love it. I'm here for it. I'm here for all the arguing, all the who you think you are. Love it. Love it. Love it. So we're gonna see what happens. Obviously, you know we see later on in the week. Sunny has a quick conversation. Soft Sunny. Hashtag soft sunny has a quick conversation with Ava at the grill, which why is he not at the Metro Court? Ava could have been like Mimi at the Metro Court. So I don't like that he's at the grill, but it was for a meeting. Was it by choice? Um, and he talked, they talk about Avery. And I like that. He's like, you know, we'll split the time. We just don't got to deal with the courts. <laughs> so he's like, I don't want to deal with no cops. I don't want to deal with the courts. I don't want to deal with none of that. But we'll split the time with Avery. You know, you're right. Um, See, what I don't like is when Ava wanted to chat with Carly, Carly's like, I understand, but we're not going to have this conversation without Sunny. And then Sunny go ahead, goes ahead and has this conversation without um, Carly, which I didn't like. I don't think Carly would mind, but I'm like, okay, where's Carly in all of this? Anywho, you know, they end up discussing that he wants to buy Charlie's, um, Nina wants to buy Charlie's, and... Here goes common ground Phyllis. <laughs> That's basically what they have. The only common ground they have is Phyllis. And she's going to be the driving factor of whatever happens between them. Whatever temporarily happens between them. Let me correct myself. Because whatever will happen between them is not permanent. If anything does occur. Um, I get it. You know, I think not only do they want to give it to Phyllis for her to have a fresh start. But I think they also wouldn't mind chilling at charlie's pub kind of feeling and basking in the whole nixon vols vibe so i could see that they kind of miss that so i think charlie's pub will bring that to them um but you know carl you know sunny's like you know i know you want to do something nice for phyllis but like this is we too connected you know if it comes to money if it comes to negotiation if it comes to anything we're too connected and i like i will say i like how nina kind of um gracefully fell back you know what? You're right. No problem. Um, and we'll see what happens. At the end of the day, Sunny has more money than Nina. We we want to assume. And if it came down to like a bidding war, we know who's going to win that, number one. And Ava. Ava, stop. Stop it, too. This is what I'm saying. Like, Spencer's, Spencer's gut was right about Ava because what is she doing? Stop. You got what you want. You didn't use that. You weren't, you didn't use the whole Nina Mike situation because Soft Sunny was able to work with you and come to an agreement when it came to Avery. So fall back on Mike and Nina and be part of the Corinthos fan, uh, clan. Trust me, get on that side. Get on the right side. Because the last thing you want to do is be part of drawing a wedge between Sunny and Carly. Thank you very much. And you were, like I said in the last pod, like you were just forming a decent thing with Carly. What are you doing? What are you doing? Ugh, pisses me off. 
Anyway, um, they have a little conversation. And all I kept thinking is once Ava left and they walked back to the table towards the door, Nina sits down, they're chatting. All I kept thinking is, Sonny, don't sit down. Please don't break bread with her. Please don't. Uh, and then he sits down. And he sits down to lay down the ground law. Like, me and Carly, we're, we're rebuilding. We're trying to work things out. I don't need your drama and the things you did to come up to ruin that. Get that. I get it. But no, Sonny. No, Sonny. You're, at this point, you're ruining it now. Nina has no obligation to keep the secret from Carly. And she has no obligation to tell Carly. That's on you, Sonny. Um, so fall in line and make sure that, which we know that's going to happen, but make sure that um, that information comes from me, hopefully. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I did feel a little disconnect. And you notice how Sonny kind of picked up on when he was talking to Jason, kind of catching him up on Peter getting to the Tano. And he's like, you know, him and Nina said they were like partners, publishing partners. And Carly's, Carly's like, hmm, I got questions. I need answers. And she's not, you know, everyone's like, Carly's not getting it. Carly's not getting it. She's, she's going to be putting things together. And she started this week. Like, I think she... She's very vulnerable when it comes to Sunny. I love their relationship, but she doesn't like to... When it comes to Sunny, unless they're in a full-blown argument, she doesn't really like to poke the bear much. And I think as much as she wanted to be like, okay, so what did that... Like, as soon as he said, oh, I don't know, he was partners with Nina, I would have been like, okay, so what was the relationship with you and Nina? Any chance I got, I would have been like, what was the relationship with you, between you and Nina? She don't want to do that. I don't know if it's low-key. She just doesn't want to know, maybe? Or, again, she doesn't want to kind of mess up what her Sunny got going on by keep bringing, by bringing Nina up all the time. Who knows? We'll see. But um, she's going to pick up on little tidbits. And if Nina, Nina literally just told Sunny she's going to keep the secret. But with her being arrested, she might just be like, get me out of here or, or Carly's going to find everything out. She might go that route too. So we'll see what happens. Um, those things, those, I was mad, happy, sad, glad with the whole Carson, Jason scenes, all that. Just, I got all the feels with that. Um, again, the most exciting part about that was Bert coming to the current compound. I love that part. So we go to, um, really quick, I kind of skipped over this, but we could touch upon it real quick. I thought that it was very cool and nice and really commendable on Sunny's part to go see Spencer. You know, he's like giving him more fatherly advice than Nick, Nick has and kind of being there for him in a more fatherly manner than Nick has. But at the end of the day, it's not his son. Like Sunny said, you broke a code. And I can't bail you out this time, but I love you and I wish you the best. And, and, you know, learn from this, you know? And Spencer wasn't, like, crying, like, I can't believe this. I can't believe you're not bailing me out. He understood and he respected it. Um, you know, so I just, I love those scenes because it just goes to show the, the, the influence. Not only is that his nephew, it just goes to show the influence that Sonny has in the town. Which we kind of missed out on for nine months. We kind of saw a town scramble without its general manager <laughs> if you will so i thought that was pretty cool there i'm sure there's gonna be a lot more aspects as we see sunny kind of connect with the rest of the people in the town um but yeah i think he kind of held it together um but we'll see we'll see what's gonna happen there's obviously gonna be a court case there's gonna be a lot of things that come out in this court case there's gonna be a lot of people testifying phyllis jacks sunny um I don't know. I feel like this Peter somehow, some way, might be able to squirm his way through that trial, um, and we'll see. We're gonna see what happens. I'm excited. I'm excited to. I love a good court case. I love a good two week court case where every day we find out new information and things pop off and there's a lot of drama. Um, so we might get that for November sleeps. Who knows? Who knows? Um. 
I don't really care to talk about this, but it was a part of... It was so funny because as I'm talking in my head, the the lines were coming out. Elizabeth and Finn. I'm like, oh, they're so high school. They're so mature. Grow up. Have a mature relationship, please. And as I'm thinking that in my head, Finn's like, okay, we can't be running around here like high schoolers. <laughs> so I love that. Um, I'm not really... I, I'm not really invested in that. I really don't want to see it happen. Um, I think that they could really pair these people up with different people on the show, in my opinion. I mean, I, if Drew comes back, I'd love to see that and him and Elizabeth kind of work out. But I also wouldn't mind seeing um, Drew and Hayden, if Hayden does come back, kind of give it, giving us all my children vibes. But... um I don't know. I just, I'm not here for the Finn and Elizabeth thing. Uh, I don't know what to say about that. I don't really have much to say about it, but maybe they'll go to Trivia Night, which, okay, pause. Trivia Night said October 20th. Um, and then they talk about how it's a date. So in Port Charles time, I want to assume it's like September 19th, September 20th. It's really, has it only, I think it's only been three, four days since Sunny's been back, I think. So I thought that was pretty funny because, um, you know, when is October 20th? Two months from now? I don't know. But I I, I thought that was pretty funny because I'm like, what the heck is going on? Um, let's kind of circle back to the quarter mains. BLQ is like kind of irking my life. Okay. I like her as a character. I think, again, I think she's really good, really, really um, creative in her acting and who she is on the show. I don't like this. I don't like, you didn't win. You didn't win with the whole Austin thing and Austin kind of like, which I respect kind of like, if this is how you guys operate, I want no parts. And I highly respect that. And so does Maxie. Again, don't really like the pairing. I like the friendship better. But, um, I don't know. It's just, I feel like they could do a lot more with Brooklyn than her taking the company back because a doctor spoke up about her stepbrother who may be autistic. Like, do better. Do better. Focus more on Leo than on Austin. Um, and then Mac Maxie's at the quarter means the whole time. I'm just like, what are you doing there? Okay, her baby's there. So I guess that's kind of how they're um, kind of implementing her in the quarter main household. But she did not need to be a part of that business meeting. Just as much as Michael obviously wasn't in it, Maxie did not need to be there. But I think it was to kind of set up her seeing like the authenticity of Austin. Um, and then kind of Olivia and Ned. It started at the PC Grill when they were talking about... Um, her going to Dr. Diamond, which she doesn't like either. She doesn't like Austin, who said, you know, just get a second opinion when it comes to Leo. She doesn't like Dr. Diamond, who said, hey, go to a specialist. Clearly, she is in full, like, full, full neglect. I don't want to say neglect. She's just, ugh. how did I not know that? We're not, um, denial. Full, full denial about what's happening, um, what's going on with her son. Um, it's old school. It, it's an old school um mindset I've seen it in my family and again she's a mom you can't really blame her but she even says it she I think she low-key is just like I don't want to know I'm I, I'm you know she's scared to know the truth I think it is I think she knows her son better than anyone else which is key, which is why she keeps saying like this is who he is I see him as my son there's there's no big deal there's nothing wrong with him he does things this way he does things this way he's just different so she sees it as that, whereas, you know, it's it's hard to disagree with her, but it's also smart to say, okay, let's just see if there's anything that we could do on our end. If we find this out, if this is true, what we can do on our end to make sure he has a better life. Olivia is just in full denial. And it's, again, as I said last week, they picked really good people, um, really good actors to do justice to the storyline. It's just sad because I hate to see what has happened 
the aftermath of it all when it comes to like Austin and his him you know basically it's, it's either between my practice or the fortune I'm gonna choose my practice because I don't care um so I don't know we'll see what happens there um I hope Olivia doesn't go through with this divorce I hope and I they might they might not they might not they I don't know. You never know with GH. GH has been throwing us for a loop for nine months. So who knows with them. But um, I don't see them really going through with the divorce. Maybe they get to like the very tip of it. And then everything happens with Leo. And they might, you know, they might just come together because of that. So we'll see. Um, I was just looking at one of my notes and I realized how cute. Not cute, sad. But when... um. Mike was trying to like plead his case to Willow and he's like I was just talking to Avery she's so happy her dad's back but she is asking if grandpa Mike's coming back you know so that goes to show what something like that does to a young kid you know Nina messed up she messed up she messed she confused people which again why is Ava not more mad at this I'm so angry at Ava that she's just not more ticked off at what's what hat what what Nina did to her daughter to what Nina did to her daughter you know again I don't get it I don't mean to go on a rant on a tangent but I just honestly truly don't get it um but we'll see we'll see um yeah I think that's it guys I hopefully I covered it all if I missed anything please let me know again like comment share good or bad I'm open to any all feedback and um I don't know. I just want to make sure I covered everything. Yeah, because I didn't really care about, like, the Monica Austin scene. She talks about how, you know, ELQ is not just a company, it's family. But really, if anything, ELQ, I feel like, pulls families apart. <laughs> you know, it rips them apart. You know, they're always fighting for a state. They're always fighting for shares. They're never, it's never something that they come together for. Obviously, Brooklyn looks at everything that's going on as her coming together from the for the family, but it's really tearing them apart. So I don't know where Monica got that from, but just wanted to touch on that. Anywho, thank you. Um, I got really good feedback on my last video. I got a pretty decent amount of views um, and listens. So I'm hoping this one will be um, just as successful, if not more. And um, tune in next week. Bye-bye.